Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blood and Fire Water Podcast. I'm your host, Rashad. It still doesn't sound right, though. Like, it does not sound right. We are a true crime comedy discussion type podcast, so don't be alarmed. You're a slick choke or two. Get a couple drinks in you. I promise we get funnier. For tonight's episode, I'm drinking New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger IPAs. 7%. My go-to beer. Try them out, but be careful because they creep up on you. We keep the victims and the families out of the punchlines and focus more on other people, places, and things about the case. On December 12th, 2021, so super recent, Lauren Smithfields was discovered deceased by her date from the previous night, Matthew LaFontaine, age 37, inside her Plymouth Street apartment in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Let me start this case off by saying that there has been no criminal investigation opened. In fact, the last person to see Miss Lauren Smithfields has not even been questioned. He was a good guy. Whatever. We're going to get into it. On the 12th of December, Smithfields was discovered deceased by her date from the previous night, Matthew LaFontaine. LaFontaine said during the collection of the incident report that the two met on an online dating app called Bumble. Bumble is quite popular, I'll be honest with you. It's a dating app, much like Tinder or Hinge. I mean, those, those are your top three, I think, dating apps as far as that goes. The ecosystem of dating apps. If you're going to consider doing one of them, I think Bumble's like in the top three for sure. Bumble also released a statement on the January 27th of this year, which read, quote, with additional information about the death of Lauren Smithfields coming to light, we continue to be unsettled by this loss. We empathize with Lauren's family, friends, and beloved community, and we stand by our statement that every parent deserves to know what happened to their child. This matter deserves a thorough and serious investigation for the Fields family to get justice for Lauren, unquote. With Bumble's responsibility, you know, just kind of like sweep this under the rug just to me because like, you know, I feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, he wasn't supposed to pass a background check on a date nap, but I feel the responsibility of, like, you know, hey, if you are in, could be possibly indicted, or, you know what, let's, let's get some more information, because right as of right now, there is no more information, so let, let me fill you in on the rest that we know. LaFontaine recalls arriving at Lauren Smithfield's apartment around 9.30 p.m. the night before. He said that the two had matched on Bumble three days prior. So that would be December 9th? So on December 9th. So I, I, I think at this point you need to start tracking movements. As far as in, in an investigation, like if you know they met on the 9th, then you have to like kind of start looking at bank transactions and stuff like that but like i'm not an, i'm not an investigator i'm not i don't get paid for this i'm not supposed you know what i'm sorry again i got distracted he claims that she asked him for 40 dollars to do her nails and told him to meet her at her house with a bottle of tequila now i know my way around a bottle of tequila it's a good time lafontaine told police smithfields became ill and went to the bathroom to vomit also very familiar. Know my way around the toilet. Following her illness, she came back and they continued to drink tequila with mixers. 
They allegedly played games, ate food, and began to watch a movie when Smithfields received a text. The report said she went outside to get something from her brother, and upon her return, she went straight to the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes. Quote, he thought it was odd, but didn't feel it was his place to say anything as he didn't know her that well, unquote, by Officer Barbrady or whoever. Jakeem Jeter, or Jeter, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, I, as, as far, right now, we just met. I don't know how to pronounce it. But he's Lauren's younger brother, the one who pulled up with the text message. He said that on the 9th of the 11th, when he called Miss Smithfields to bring out his basket of clothes he was picking up, quote, I didn't know anybody else was in there. She came out and she was out there for like 10, 15 minutes and she walked back into the house. She looked normal. She didn't look sick. She didn't look tired. She didn't look drunk. I'm her second older brother. If I would have seen her drunk, I would have said, what are you doing? Why do you look like that? Unquote. Very, very, it's like saw like nails into an investigation chalkboard right there. It's like here, boom. Let's go ahead and put the chalkboard up with this statement right here. And go with the fact that she looked fine for 15 minutes and then walked back in the house and was in the bathroom for an additional 15 minutes. So, okay, now we're, we're putting together a timeline. She met the guy on the 9th, you know, the 10th and then the 11th go by. Or it could, I guess it'd be the 8th, the night of the 8th, maybe the 9th, whatever. But so on the night of the 11th, they met at 9.30, and then she was outside for 15 minutes, came back and, you know, stayed in the bathroom for another 15 minutes. It's 30 minutes that's gone by. The story is when she came back out of the bathroom, they drank more tequila and eventually went to bed together, but they did not have sex. LaFontaine's story is that she fell asleep on the couch. He also fell asleep on the couch. They woke up. He carried her to the bed before falling asleep himself in said bed. LaFontaine also confessed to officers that at around 3 a.m. he went to use the restroom and she was snoring. All right, so at 3 a.m., according to Mr. LaFontaine, she's alive. At 6.30, he said that she was laying on her right side with blood coming out of her right nostril and she was not breathing. He then called 911. LaFontaine phoned police about Smithfields, according to the family, but was not taken in for questioning. Question? What? What? All right. Um, not at any point in this case that I mentioned that we're talking about an, an African-American female and a white male. I never said that. You would have expected justice for all. But in this case, I'm not quite seeing that so far. Because what I've just told you are the accounts of the story based on the facts. And then now we have nothing at this point. Because the last person to see her alive wasn't even taken in for questioning. And then at this point, he, he I guess, maybe homeboy just like lawyered up. Like hard body. And we're talking about this is like and, and that was another thing that I took in consideration was like what part of Connecticut are we talking about because like Connecticut could be a little colonized respectfully respectfully there's not a lot of black people but 
ironically, this is the most blackest place in Connecticut. Like, this is, this is where a predominant amount of the black community live in Connecticut is in this city. Uh, I believe it was like 84% or something like that. It wasn't like I was looking for a reason to not like this town because of the fact that they didn't do any kind of questioning, but it was something to be considered, obviously, because we're talking about Connecticut. No offense, Connecticut, but like, it's Connecticut. Anyway, she was pronounced dead at 6.59, and a medic said that she had not been alive for at least an hour, so that puts her time of death at least at 6 o'clock a.m. He found her at 6.30 after going to bed at 3 a.m. or waking up at 3 a.m. Smithfield's landlord was contacted, but he did not have family contact information. It wasn't until days later when Smithfield's mother, Chantel Fields, went to the apartment to see why Smithfield's had not been answering her numerous calls and texts from family, and she found a note from her landlord that said, quote, if you're looking for Lauren, please contact this number, unquote. This is when Miss Fields was informed of her daughter's death. You, do you see what I mean now? Like, do you have a reason to have a distrust for if I if I was if I was the person in that situation and no one told me that my daughter had passed away for days in her apartment? Do you see why people are crazy? I, I completely understand why people are crazy now. I, I don't know where the police department dropped the ball here or the landlord or I mean, like she she obviously was very she was an influencer online. Uh, she had TikTok videos. She had a very uh, extensive Instagram, you know, it which I have I have a conspiracy about this. I'm not going to get into it, but if you do want to hear about it. I will I will do an episode about it because like these like cases like these they just there's so many questions like how how like your mom was the first person to stop by or after days your Instagram was just like going off and like she she was quite popular like I'm not sure I will do I'm like this is one of those cases where I'm going to have to um stick a pin it and do a a a recap because like I've I haven't done a case where I've had to go and do a follow up because like this just happened. So yeah, this is definitely going to have to take some digging. I just wanted to go ahead and inform y'all of like this because <laughs> this is crazy. So the landlord just the landlord finds out about the murder. He's like, "All right, well, I don't have an emergency contact number. I'm going to just Leave a note. Connecticut's chief medical examiner ruled her death as an accident from, quote, acute intoxication due to the combined effects of fentanyl, promethazine, hydroxinine, and alcohol. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, like, I know what, like, three of those are. I don't know what hydroxinine is, we can, but a couple Google fingers will just... Solve that problem real quick. Uh, as for skin reactions, is it the same thing as Xanax? What is hydroxinine used for? Hydroxinine is used for control anxiety and tension. Okay, so 
circulatory, I guess. So she was on some nervous pills, cough syrup, promethazine, fentanyl, that's a killer, and alcohol. It seems like a lot for somebody that didn't do drugs at all. Or never even provocated that she did drugs. Is provocate a word? Is it, is the right is it the right word? To call forth? Okay, maybe. It's close. I'd like to use it, maybe if it's not necessary. But uh, you, there's no evidence of drug use ever in her life. She has no criminal background that has drugs or criminal background in it. Um, it's really hard to believe that somebody's going to take this cocktail of drugs on the first night that she's met somebody, right after dropping her clothes off with her brother, who just saw her and said she, she looked fine. It's really hard to believe. When her family learned of Smithfield's death on December 13th, they phoned Detective Cronin, who said he would arrive in 30 minutes. After waiting over an hour, they said, they called again and the family was told to stop calling. Not looking good for the home team. It's just what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, I don't hate nobody. Hate is such a strong word, but like, I really, really, really don't like this police department right now. The family also had several complaints about the performance and professionalism of Bridgeport police following Smithfield's death. The police report indicates that officers confiscated Smithfield's phone, $1,345 in cash, keys, and her passport. The police didn't do a crime scene investigation until later that week, and as of this day, no evidence has been submitted to the forensics lab. And it's really going to be hard to get evidence now. Because it's just not there anymore. I believe the family, I believe this, this, this part of the story is coming up, but it's going to be impossible to get any new evidence. Like, there's going to be no more new leads as far as, like, forensically involved because there's no no way of telling anymore. So, like, them not doing it initially. And, I mean, it, like, I don't even know if the place was closed off. All the landlord did whoops, is leave a note on the door. Was the door locked? Were the windows locked? Like, did he notify her job you know i mean he's got to have some kind of source of like income like paperwork for that i don't know like that's that's a whole nother rabbit hole i can dig myself down on december 29 three days following smithfield's funeral as the family cleaned out her apartment they found a used condom with semen in the trash lubrication bloody sheets and an unidentified pill well, I can tell you right now, that unidentified pill is probably that fentanyl. The semen probably came from Mr. LaFontaine, but he refuses to be questioned, or he hasn't been questioned. Uh, lubric lube, you know, everybody fucks funny to somebody. And bloody sheets. Now, if, you know, Mr. LaFontaine would come forward and just, like, leave a little bit of cock to eat somewhere around like we can get this party started but as of right now we can't do anything because of that i guess smithfield's family held a march on january 23rd which would have been her 24th birthday calling for justice and answers about her death from the police department according to tmz crossland credits 
not the police nor any officials, but Bronx rapper Cardi B for inspiring the launch of the criminal investigation. Cardi B tweeted about this case to her 21.5 million followers, quote, Nah, man, this don't look old, and it's not old at all, and yet the media made it seem like she was with an old-ass man looking to trick on her, LM. Disgusted on how they spin the narrative, especially because I see people saying online, quote, that's what she gets, unquote. It's, it's sad, really. I mean, even if she was doing what she was doing, like, I, I, saw, I saw a thing. I saw a thing on Instagram the other day. It's just like, I'm waiting for a, a, a true crime podcast to say, like, she was a piece of shit, but, like, we at least got to figure this out. Like, and I'm not saying, I don't know this person. And I, I would never take anything back what I said, first off. But I, I don't know this person, but, like, we still have to figure this out. Bridgeport police were allegedly so careless in the investigation of this. I will talk shit about the Bridgeport police at this point right now. Bridgeport police were allegedly so careless in the investigation of the scene, saying that detectives failed to collect vital evidence, notify Smithfield's family of her death, or rigorously investigate the last person to know to have been with her and in her company, Mr. LaFontaine from Bumber. This wouldn't be the first time that someone had been drugged on a dating app, in fact. It's a very seriously and un- reported gone out of control kind of problem common date rape drugs such as rohypnol are usually odorless colorless tasteless and they leave the body quickly so they're relatively hard to detect smithfield's family is suing the bridgeport police department which quote had been racially insensitive to this family and has treated this family with no respect and has violated their civil rights unquote according to their claim Quote, they have failed to investigate this matter and they refuse to view the last person that was with Lauren Smithfields before she died as a person of interest. Unquote. Smithfields' brother, Lakeem Jeter, Jeter, uh, I still haven't figured that out yet. I'll get back to you on that. Told NBC Connecticut that when he asked a police officer involved in the case about his sister's bumble date, quote, he said he was a very nice looking guy and they weren't looking into him anymore. It was almost like he was sticking up for him, and it seemed weird to hear that from a detective, unquote. He said a police officer, then he said detective. I don't know. Like, I will, you can't just walk up to anybody and assume a role that they play. Like, maybe the, maybe the guy didn't know what he was doing. Maybe it was his first day. You never know. On January 31st, Bridgeport Mayor Joseph Gainan, Gainan said that two detectives involved in the case have been placed on administrative leave and are being investigated by the Bridgeport Police Department Internal Affairs Office. So now we, there, there's some movement as of, you know, January 31st. I can uh, live search this real quick, uh, Smithfields. But I believe I was, that was of, you know, the last time I saw anything about this case though so we're we're trying to we're, this is this is an attempt to drive try and bring more attention to the matter draw more attention to this case i implore you to do your own research i'm doing mine i will fill all the gaps in later because there are plenty of holes where's this where's this jonathan guy from uh where does he work uh i heard he he was like some kind of Secret agent man. He looks like a Chris Watts kind of character. I haven't so much as seen 
or heard him even on any kind of platform or not a platform, but like, you know, online. So it's going to be an interesting case. And I, I, the, the one significant detail that I feel like I'm going to miss out is the the forensic side because of the ball dropping of Bridgeport police. Fuck y'all drop the ball. Like it's it is it is exactly like the Gabby Petito thing. It is, it is exactly that same case, except the leading star is black. So if we can get enough attention on this case, as we did on the Gabby Petito thing, and without my man ending up in the woods somewhere, like he in the picture I'm looking at right now, he's got a hiking book bag on. It's not a good sign. He's already he's already showing you like, hey, I'll go get lost somewhere. And, you know, we need to find him and keep tabs on him before he gets lost somewhere again. That was this week's episode. I'm your host, Rashad. Follow us on our socials. Keep up with this case with us. Blood and Fire Water podcast on Instagram. BFW Pod Squad on Twitter. Follow us on your own YouTube. Uh, Blood and Fire Water. We put new cases up. We put old cases up. It's just whatever I can find to make the videos work, pretty much. That, that is that is it I'm, I'm i'm building a new uh platform for the our merch so be on the lookout for that i'm i'm diverting away from the etsy thing and we're gonna just make our own website so stay tuned for that there'll be a big giveaway as soon as i can get the launch date for our website going so uh reach out to us if you're interested in uh participating in any of that that work as well thank you guys so much for listening stay alert and stay alive